Section twenty of the Iliad for Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lizzie Driver. The Iliad for Boys and Girls by Alfred J. Church. The Rousing of Achilles. Very fierce was the fight for the body of Patroclus and many warriors fell on both this side and on that. And the first to be killed was the man who had wounded him in the back. For when he came near to strip the dead man of his arms, King Menelaus thrust at him with his spear and slew him. He slew him, but he could not strip off his arms, because Hector came and stood over the body, and Menelaus did not dare to stand up against him, knowing that he was not a match for him in fighting. Then Hector spoiled the body of Patroclus of the arms, which the great Achilles had given him to wear. But when he laid hold of the body, and began to drag it away to the ranks of the Trojans, the great Ajax came forward, and put his big shield before it, as a lioness stands before its cubs, and will not suffer the hunter to take them. So did Ajax stand before the body of Patroclus, and defend it from the Trojans. And Hector drew back when he saw him. Then Glaucus the Lycian spoke to him in great anger. Are you not ashamed, O Hector, that you dare not stand before Ajax? How will you and the other Trojans save your city? Truly your allies will not fight any more for you. For though they help you much, yet you help them little. Did not Sarpedon fall fighting for you, and yet you left him to be a prey to the dogs? And now, had you only stood up to this Ajax and dragged away the body of Patroclus, we might have made an exchange, giving him and his arms, and receiving Sarpedon from the Greeks. But this may not be, because you are afraid of Ajax, and flee before him when he comes to meet you. Hector answered, I am not afraid of Ajax, nor of any man, but this I know, that Zeus gives victory now to one and now to the other. This only do I fear, and this only, to go against the will of Zeus. But wait here, and see whether or no I am a coward. Now he had sent the armour of Patroclus to the city. But when he heard Glaucus speak in this manner, he ran after the men who were carrying it, and overtook them, and stripped off his own armour, and put on the armour of Achilles. And when Zeus saw him do this thing, he was angry, and said to himself, these arms will cost Hector dear. Nevertheless, when he came back to the battle, all men were astonished, for he seemed like to the great Achilles himself. Then the Trojans took heart again, and charged all together, and the battle grew fiercer and fiercer, for the Greeks said to themselves, It were better that the earth should open up her mouth and swallow us up alive, than that we let the Trojans carry off the body of Patroclus. And the Trojans said to themselves, Now, if we must all be slain fighting for the body of this man, be it so, but we will not yield. Now while they fought, the horses of Achilles stood apart from the battle, and the tears rushed down from their eyes, for they loved Patroclus, they knew that he was dead. Still they stood in the same place, they would not enter into the battle, neither would they turn back to the ships. 
and the charioteer could not move them with the lash, or with threats, or with gentle words. As a pillar stands by the grave of some dead man, so they stood. Their heads drooped to the ground, and the tears trickled down from their eyes, and their long manes were trailed in the dust. When Zeus saw them, he pitied them in his heart, and he said, It was not well that I gave you, immortal as you are, to a mortal man. For of all things that live and move upon the earth, surely man is the most miserable. But Hector shall not have you. It is enough for him, yea, it is too much, that he should have the arms of Achilles. Then the horses moved from their place, and obeyed the driver as before, and Hector could not take them, though he greatly desired to do so. All this time the battle raged, yet more and more fiercely, about the body of Patroclus. At last, when the Greeks were growing weary, and the Trojans pressed them more and more, Ajax said to Menelaus, for these two had borne themselves more bravely in the battle than all others, See now if you can find Antilochus, Nestor's son, and bid him run and carry the news to Achilles that Patroclus is dead, and that the Greeks and Trojans are fighting over his body. So Menelaus went, and found Antilochus on the left side of the battle, and he said to him, I have bad news for you. You see that the Trojans prevail in the battle today, and now Patroclus lies dead. Run therefore to Achilles, and tell him, Maybe he can yet save the body. As for the arms, Hector has them. Antilochus was greatly troubled to hear the news. His eyes filled with tears, and he could not speak for grief. But he gave heed to the words of Menelaus, and ran to tell Achilles what had happened. And Menelaus went back to Ajax, where he had left him standing close by the body of Patroclus. And he said to him, I have found Antilochus, and he is carrying the news to Achilles. Yet I doubt whether he will come to the battle, however great his anger may be, and his grief, for he has no armour to cover him. Let us think, therefore, how we may best save the body of Patroclus from the Trojans. Ajax said, Do you and Marianus run forward, and lift up the body and carry it away? So Menelaus and Marianus ran forward, and lifted up the body. But when they would have carried it away, then the Trojans ran fiercely at them. So the battle raged, neither could the Greeks save the body, nor could the Trojans carry it away. Meanwhile Antilochus came to Achilles, where he sat by the door of his tent. With a great fear in his heart he sat, for he saw that the Greeks fled, and that the Trojans pursued after them. Then said Nestor's son, I bring bad news, Patroclus is dead, and Hector has his arms, but the Greeks and Trojans are fighting for his body. Then Achilles threw himself upon the ground, and took the dust in his hands, and poured it on his head, and tore his hair, and all the women wailed aloud. And Antilochus sat weeping. But while he wept he held the hands of Achilles, for he was afraid that in his anger he would do himself a mischief. But his mother heard his cry, where she sat in the depths of the sea, and came to him, and laid her hand upon his head, and said, Why do you weep, my son? Tell me, hide not the matter from me. Achilles answered, 
All that you asked from Zeus, and that you promised to do, he has done. But what is the good? The man whom I loved above all others is dead, and Hector has my arms, for Patroclus was wearing them. As for me, I do not wish to live except to avenge myself upon him. Then said Thetis, My son, do not speak so. Do you not know that when Hector dies, the hour is near when you also must die? Then Achilles cried in great anger, I would that I could die this hour, for I sent my friend to his death, and I, who am better in battle than all the Greeks, could not help him. Cursed be the anger that sets men to strive with one another, as it made me strive with King Agamemnon. And as for my fate, what matters it? Let it come when it may, so that I may first have vengeance on Hector. Seek not, therefore, my mother, to keep me back from the battle. Thetis answered, Be it so, my son, only you cannot go without arms, and these Hector has, but to-morrow I will go to Hephaestus, that he may make new arms for you. But while they talked, the Trojans pressed the Greeks still more and more, so that Ajax himself could no longer stand against them. Then truly they would have taken the body of Patroclus, had not Zeus sent Iris to Achilles with this message. Rouse yourself, son of Pelus, or surely Patroclus will be a prey to the dogs of Troy. But Achilles said, How shall I go? For I have no arms, nor do I know any whose arms I could wear. I might shift with the shield of great Ajax, but this he is carrying, as is his custom, in the front of the battle. Then said Iris, Go only to the trench and show yourself, for the Trojans will be swift and draw back. "'and the Greeks will have a breathing space.' "'So Achilles ran to the trench, "'and Athena put a great shield about his shoulders, "'and set, as it were, a circle of gold about his head, "'so that it shone like to a flame of fire. "'To the trench he went, "'but he obeyed the word of his mother, "'and did not mix in the battle. "'Only he shouted aloud, "'and his voice was as the voice of a trumpet.' "'Twas a terrible sound to hear, "'and the hearts of the men of Troy were filled with fear. "'The very horses were frightened and started aside, "'so that the chariots clashed together. Three times did Achilles shout across the trench, "'and three times did the Trojans fall back. Twelve chiefs perished their tower. "'Some were wounded by their spears, "'and some were trodden down by their own horses.' "'for the whole army was overcome with fear, "'from the front ranks to the hindermost. "'Then the Greeks took up the body of Patroclus "'from the place where it lay, "'and put it on the briar, "'and carried it to the tent of Achilles. "'And Achilles himself walked by its side, weeping. "'This had been a sad day, "'and to bring it sooner to an end, "'Hera commanded the sun to set before his time. "'So did the Greeks rest from their labours.' On the other side of the field the Trojans held an assembly, and one of the elders stood up and said, Let us not wait here for the morning. It was well for us to fight at the ship so long as Achilles was angry with King Agamemnon. But now this has ceased to be. Tomorrow will he come back to the battle, the fiercer on all accounts of his great grief, Patroclus being slain. Surely it will be an evil day for us if we wait for his coming. Let us go back to the city. "'for its walls are high and its gates are strong. 
and the man who seeks to pass them will perish. But Hector said, This is bad counsel. Shall we shut ourselves up in the city? Are not our goods wasted? Have we enough wherewith to feed the people? Nay, we will watch to-night, and to-morrow we will fight. And if Achilles come to the battle, I will meet him. For the gods give victory now to one man, and now to another. And the people clapped their hands, for they were foolish, and knew not what the morrow would bring forth. End of the Rousing of Achilles